0: Hi, I'm Rich Fournier, and in this episode, I sit down with an icon in the real estate industry, Darrow King, who's the leader of the Darrow King real estate team out of Richmond Hill. He's been involved in over 10,000 transactions in his career and over $5 billion in sales. So if you want to learn how to produce at that level, stay tuned.
1: Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the academy.
0: Well, hello everyone, Richard Forney here from Peak Results Academy podcast. And today I am so excited to be bringing you someone who's literally an icon in the business of real estate. He's been around a very, very long time. He um, has a face that most people will recognize. Um, He's done a a fabulous job in the business of real estate helping families. I'm going to share a number with you today. that is going to seem like a very large number, but it's just indicative of how many people he has served through the course of his career. Um, this gentleman, uh, his name is Daryl King, the Daryl King team. And I know he's based in Richmond Hill, Ontario, where his main office is.
2: Um, welcome to the podcast, Daryl. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. And hopefully today that if we can just... I say most times, anytime I'm talking, whatever, I can just touch one person's life and make it a better place than they were before we started this. Then what you're doing and what I'm doing is it's all worth it.
0: You know, this podcast is about figuring out what creates a peak result in someone's life, whether it's in business, health, financially, um, spiritually, emotionally. Um, And what I've noticed through this process of launching this podcast is there are common denominators. There's a theme to every successful person I've interviewed. Um, We're not going to name them specifically, but people who are listening to this podcast will hear them if they're ready to hear what those themes and common denominators are. Dale, you've had amazing success in the real estate industry, Um, over 10,000 transactions over the course of your business life over $5 billion in sales in the real estate industry, um, you've definitely created a peak result in your business. And I want to discuss how does someone get to that level, Daryl? Who do they have to become to do this sort of work?
2: Well, I guess, you know, part of it is, is my longevity. I always say, you know, I'm a really, really slow learner. But once I learn something, I want to master it. And, uh, you know, Mike Ferry was my mentor and my coach for 19 years. And, uh, you know, it was a tough love at times because no one always wants to listen to their coach. Uh, you know, I was very successful before I met him. I was in the top 100 in Canada with Remax at the time. And, uh, you know, there's a few of us that were in that group. So, and it how coachable are you and, and what is your desire, right? Like you can try and coach somebody, but if they don't have a desire to learn or the ability to learn or willing to do whatever it takes, then there's not much that you can do to them. So, you know, I guess me being um, a blue baby is what we called it. When I was born, I was, uh, you know, premature by about a month. And uh, you know, I just wanted to get out and uh, see the world and start my adventures. So, I guess it was embedded and born into me that you know I was going to be a fighter and survivor. I was, that's, I was stayed in an incubator for a, a long period of time at that time. Um, so I was a very small little baby, but uh, you know, so right from day from the get-go, I, I learned to survive and to be a fighter. And, and today, what we're going through is is you know i've 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 worked through sars that was in 2003 now was it to the magnitude of this i would have to say no this is beyond belief like i don't think anybody could imagine this anytime anyplace anywhere but i mean it's is you know the bible says it you know other people have said sometime or another we're going to have something like this so now it's learning you know through my whole career that, you know, I've made adjustments. I've never, you know, no one builds a legacy by standing still. So the way we did things may not be the way we do things moving forward. So, you know,
0: My conundrum, Daryl, because, you know, I, when we launched this, um, the questions that I'm asking today are different than what I would have asked four weeks ago. And, You know, where I want to know, and and there's a lot of you know, agents, or even if they're not in the real estate industry, what did you have to do, you know, over these years to create what you've created? I completely understand that whatever you did may not work in the future. Yeah. And I and that is a big challenge for me today, interviewing you, because we don't know what will work in the future, but what I do know is that there are things that you've had to do over the course of your career. Um, you've adjusted through the technology phase that we're currently in. And so if we can just touch a little bit about what you had to do from the beginning till now, and then we're going to talk about COVID and what you're thinking about what's next. So if we can touch on the beginning of your career, okay. that has created who you are today.
2: Well, it it was real simple. I, you know, I, I always had a passion for real estate as a youngster and and the game has become very popular monopoly. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I see in a lot of the social media posts and stuff, monopoly has become a very big game again. And, uh, I remember we used to play with a lot of my friends and family and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, I was considered the monopoly king. I just, I always wanted to win. And it's, and it's not about, you know, I played competitive sports my whole life and sports and it's not about winning or losing. It's always being able to give your best each and every time that you have that opportunity. So, you know, then I, I somehow I ended up in, uh, before my real estate career, I was did a little bit of construction, thinking about electrical, but that really wasn't for me. And then I got into the medical field and I thought, okay, we'll be a scientific and research doctor. Um, And, you know, that would have been really something for me. I would have loved to have been in that challenge today to try and find out for some answers on, on cures or stuff like that. But it was too corporate, too many, um, you know, like I wasn't a a people doctor would have been a research and, you know, you got grants and it's so structured and you had to just follow these guidelines and stuff and sometimes you'd be out of the guidelines and not a good thing so you know I I left a a decent paying job at that time and uh, I went into real estate and that was like almost 35 years ago and to be honest I've never ever looked back I mean in the first year I in in, I think it was six seven months I sold 26 homes now interest rates were 21 percent then So I made the top 100 in the country in the very first years in the business and the number one agent in the office. Wow! So that's basically, you know, being creative. The one thing I could always do is be able to think out of the box. And it's something I didn't really realize thinking out of the box, but I just thought differently than most people. And sometimes you think you're an oddball. You know, I was always a leader in my whole life, you know, in our group of friends and socials and stuff like that so you know being able to be creative and think of solutions and answers for problems was something that i always could manage to do i was brought up you know we were a simple family there was my my sister Diane, my brother don my mother and father my late father charlie and my mother shirley who's still alive today and uh you know we grew up in born in downtown toronto Uh, Grew up in a simple little wartime home, built probably in 1950, a bungalow, 1,200 square feet, three bedroom, one washroom. So we didn't come for money by any shape of the imagination. But what was instilled on me was hard work, right? That if you want something, you have to work to get it. So at a very young age, I worked. I shoveled driveways. I cut grass. I caddied. Actually, I had the largest tele, um, newspaper route at that time for the Toronto Telegram, I think it was, the paper. I remember I used to go to school. I, used to, I went to St. Pascal's, and uh, I used to go to school. After school, I used to have to walk up to Yonge Street, which my, my school was halfway between Bathurst and Yonge Street. I'd walk up to Yonge Street, get my papers, and I'd go all the way almost to Dufferin Street and then back up. It was a very very long route, and I remember in the winter time, I I got on the end of my fingers. I got frostbite. I I used to cry some days. It was so painful that I used to literally cry because the pain was so hard. But I continued and did my route and delivered my papers. So, you know that that part of commitment of being able to work because most people today just want to be the boss or be a success overnight. And guess what? Some people will be that. You know, I'm not an overnight success. It's taken me a long time and many years to just to build a plateau, build a plateau and build a plateau. So, you know, when I started my my career, did I believe that, you know, I would be an icon in the real estate business? No, I believed I would be good, you know, so we, we have limiting beliefs and that's the biggest problem with most people. We have very limiting beliefs. There's like a ceiling here. Guess what? That ceiling is not high enough. You know, there is no limit to what anyone can accomplish, even to what I accomplished today. I think really I should have doubled the business that I did, you know, because you have to learn from your mistakes. And if I learned from my mistakes earlier, then I could have even been much more successful than I was in my whole career. So, you know, learn from your mistakes. Don't keep making mistakes over and over and over again. Sit back. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And what could I have done differently? These are three things that I asked myself every single day. Right. It was like, okay, playback. So, you know, when I first started in this business, you know, I used to to basically make a hundred telephone calls and we never had, you know, the quick dialer things that we used to like a little rotary phone. Right.
0: I remember it was it on the wall. (laughs)
2: No, it was it was on the desk. And, uh, you know, it it was very painful, but I used to work eight hours a day, basically to make 100 contacts every single day. So, you know, some people couldn't spend an hour, two hours or three hours to talk to five people. That was the only thing really at that time I knew how to do maybe pick up a telephone book, you know, call call the, the names or call the street, whatever the case might be. And sometimes I'd call people at 10 o'clock at night. And some would get mad and some would say, Man, you're unbelievable that you're working, right? So, you know, my belief is I used to have to get to 99 no's at that time to just get to that one yes. So I, it, it didn't matter. You said no, I just go, Yes, I'm getting closer and getting closer. So that was my mindset because I didn't know any better. I didn't have, you know, I always had sales skills because. I was always playing cards, doing marbles. I know we're all, we were always doing little bets and gains of everything my whole life. That was just how I was brought up and believed in. So it was just a natural thing. I'm just, you know, they say if someone's a natural, I would, I'm a natural. But even natural, Wayne Gretzky was a natural. But did he practice his skills every single day? 200%. He'd be the first on the rink you would be the last off the ring. So, you know, in the office, I'd be the first one in and the last one out. So, you know, I probably put in more hours than, than most people, maybe more people put more hours in, but they weren't as committed or focused or whatever. So, you know, I just worked through and did what I knew at that time and I was successful.
0: So did you have a database? Like how did, so your day was spent prospecting over the phone? strangers strangers cold complete cold yes complete and cold. Uh, and did you have a system like was it a file card system you knew who you it were was basically
2: it was a telephone book a big telephone book basically right,
0: you just cross them off as you went along that
2: was it, that was it. Yeah. pretty much a telephone book right just right. get through there and just call through the whole telephone book right just start from your a's and go to your b's and go to your c's right my my job was to talk to 100 people you know at that time you know, I was only around 21, 22, so most of my friends couldn't afford a house. So they, I wasn't calling my friends, right? right. You know, today a lot of them have done very well and, uh, you know, they, they will buy and sell. At that time, my friends, you know, I bought my first house when I was 21, I was a rare bird. Well, you know, instead of paying rent, I bought my first house, I think it was $92,000, I wasn't even really just into real estate just before that. And, uh, I remember I had to work at a full-time job at the laboratories, at Connaught labs is where I worked, at, which became Novo. And I was in the insulin division, which was a semi-government job with York university with Banting and best who discovered insulin. And I was in charge of quality control for that. So to all my friends there, I'd love to say, hi, you know, it's always great to see them or talk to them. Right. Um,
0: so you went through this process of calling people and how does one maintain discipline and consistency at a young age? I gotta be honest with you. I was not a disciplined and consistent young man at 22. I probably didn't grow up till I was 30. I met my wife. Um, but like 21, 22, like how do you remain consistent emotionally to, to, to make hundred phone calls a day or hundred contacts a day? You know, that, that's extraordinary.
2: Well, Look at, I came from a decent paying job at the time. I mean I wasn't going to be rich or anything, but it was at that time it was a a decent paying job, so now I had no income right right you know, I just bought a house um, and I either sink or swim, and now I'm not a great swimmer, but I can certainly get on a boat and go so I, I listen, I was as, as far as you know, party and whatever, I was the biggest party animal. I loved the party. I mean, I was full of life, I just enjoyed life to its fullest. So, my belief was I worked hard and I would play hard. So, it didn't matter if I was out with my friends till three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, I would still be at the office at basically seven o'clock, eight o'clock if I was really late. So, did you start sending flyers out at that time? Were you, no, no flyers. no flyers. I no. never did a flyer for a long time. It was just basically just my 100 eight. contacts. Yeah. And then eventually when I started getting listings, every Saturday I would do two open houses and Sundays I would do two open houses. And, be, and sometimes before my open house, I might go show some people a house. Or after the open house, I would go show them a house. Right. And at that time, we only had tear sheets. I wish I had it, but we just had a, a big, mine, it was a yellow book. And it came out once a week. And it had all the listings, you know, so that you, you'd buy it. So clients didn't have internet. They didn't have, you know, today technology is so much better. And, you know, you had to go see everybody by face to face. So, you know, people always want to get my book or whatever the case might be. So maybe when the book was old, I'd drop the book off and let them, they could go through the book and see what's out there type of thing. But lots of times I would go from uh, an open house, people come to the open house, they met me and they were impressed. And they said, okay, come and see us. I said, okay, I'll come and see you after the open house. So I'd go take my yellow book. I'd go over to their house and I would go list their house. Just right. like that. Just like that. Right? So, you know, I didn't have the computer in front of me. I just had my little yellow book that I could figure out, okay, here's where we should be at. Here's where it should be priced at. And we price, you know, out of a 35 year career, my average has been around 99% of selling price. So yeah. I've been pretty pretty fortunate to try and get the right price because, you know, if you're getting the wrong price, you're, you're just, you're not going to sell the house. So I don't think that's going to change now.
0: Wow, I'm sure things are going to change dramatically. When did you start noticing technology start to change your business? Like,
2: like,
0: like when the internet came out and you started, you know, how, how fast did you jump on that bandwagon?
2: Well, one of the things I remember, one of the things I did was, um, I guess it was email. I was one of the very first people to start doing email. And everybody said, you can't do that. You can't do that. And it was just like, yeah, we can. Why, why do we have to go back and forth and, you know, because all the offers. I remember many times doing an offer, 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, the clients are tired. You're tired. The other people are tired. I mean, so many times we worked very, very late. I have some crazy hair here. But we worked very, very late, many nights doing offers. And sometimes the offers could take six, seven, eight hours because it was... Back and forth, get you know, you to drive back and forth and meet the yeah. agent and then go back to their place. I mean... Yeah, because everything was face-to-face and you had to sign off and then... So I remember when probably... I'm trying to think it was probably in, in in the 90s, I think, at the time that you know I started to do emails and everybody said, no, you can't do that. I said, guys, this is the way we're going to do it. So I used to have to get my clients to sign then that saying they only wanna do it by email, right? So, yeah, I would say I was one of the very first, I wouldn't, maybe not say the first, but I would say it was one of the very first to start using email as opposed, opposed to face-to-face all the time. So that was my first part of really technology. And I mean, obviously the computer over the years, and I can't you know say when the computer, but the, the computer's been the greatest thing You know, because instead of that little yellow book that you had to depend on, the computer made your life so much easier that you could get so much more information and stuff like that. So,
0: you know, know, some people say that, you know, Realtor.ca, Realtor.com, Zillow, Trulio, that we should never have allowed that public display. We should have kept it more closed. And how do you feel about that?
2: Um. I, I disagree. Listen, people are going to make, buying a home is pro, or investment, whatever it is, is probably one of their biggest decisions that they're going to make in their life. As far as investment, you know, it probably is their personal biggest investment. So for them to be informed, I mean, I don't know why we would fight that. Right? right? It, it, it makes no sense to me. Listen, there's always going to be a place for realtors because there's still negotiations. There's still being able to price correctly. Sure. I can give them a a quick little thing, but there's so much more that a realtor brings to the table for everybody. And, and I believe that people should have the information. It's only fair to them. I mean, you know, I tell you, okay, here's two houses. I want you to buy one house. Right. I can't make that decision for you. You know, buyers can't even make their decision after they've seen 30 and 40 houses sometimes. Right. So, you know, never mind seeing four or five. So, one is you need to really, really qualify them a lot. You know, I would ask you, Richard, what is important to you? That's the most important thing is what is important to you and your wife? Because what you want and what your wife want are probably two different things. So, it's trying to find a happy medium within a price range that fits your needs, fits her needs. And you know, you might want a bigger garage, you might need a bigger family room or a basement for the man cave or whatever. She wants the kitchen and the bathroom. So everybody has different needs, schooling needs, you know. So we still have a lot of work to do. And I think in the future we're still gonna have a lot of work to do. Now, you know, we talked about technology. I mean, you know, technology is is changed. It just it's, it's hard to believe the things that are just happening, you know, you know, well, I guess we'll talk about this later about, you know, communication. Like right now we're doing this video broadcast, right? Um, you this know, is with how that, I
0: meet most of my clients. Pardon me? This is how I communicate before I meet with my clients.
2: Yeah. It's it's a hey, great How work.
0: are you? Before we meet, just wanted to get to know you a little bit more. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Saved yeah, a lot right. of time. You know, so you know, who wants like, you know, on your phone, you have FaceTime. Now mm-hmm. a lot of people don't use FaceTime because they're not prepared to see somebody, but right. who would have ever thought, look at me. I used to, I started, that's how long I've been in this. I'm a dinosaur, right? Thinking that, you know, with a rotary phone and then the technology on the phones become more thick. My first cell phone was about this big,
0: right? The big, thick ones.
2: It's <laughs> like one of the big construction ones. I think it cost me about $3,500 back at the time, which $3,500 is like $10,000 today. You know, it was like one of the things you see in a construction zone, you know, you talk on it. And then Motorola, I remember Motorola came out with the first mobile phone that I can remember. Now, maybe there might've been other companies, but it was Motorola and th- it was three gigs or whatever. And I had that in my car and that thing was, so- the clarity on that phone, Was so unbelievable. You know, I just be on my phone, like a handheld phone. It was just stuck in the middle console there, and you pick it up and you dial it and, and you talk on it. And the clarity was unbelievable. So that was, you know, that big clunker they used to carry around was so so. But the mobile phone in the car was so much more stronger, so much better. So you think of where our phones have come from. This little phone right here has more technology and more power. Than the shuttle. space shuttle that went to the moon. I heard the analogy, yeah. Right. So it most of the stuff I use is right here. You know, I'm at the office. I'm on my computer because I it's a bigger screen and it's got the bigger keyboards and I can do things. But you know how things have evolved that we can have this communication because a lot of the podcasts I've done in the past have just been on the telephone.
0: We chose to go this way because, you know, there's the podcast audio portion that we'll pull out of the video, but I, you know, I still, I don't watch TV, so I will watch this myself at home. So we thought it was a great medium for people to see you, to feel you, send it to your clients so they get to know you in a different way. You know, currently, I want to get back to something that was really on my mind. Now you're, you run a team. Yes. It's not, you're not an individual agent. No, no, no. I think a last count, I saw you had 43 registered agents on your team? Yes. Wow. That's a big team, my friend.
2: That's a big team. It's an office. Basically, it's an office. I work out of, uh, used to be the head office of another brokerage. Yeah. And I, I took it over when they moved. They didn't have space for me. And you're at REMAX Hallmark, right? Yes, I'm at REMAX Hallmark. Okay. But this was another brokerage. Another brokerage. So this 43
0: another- people and you know up to four weeks ago like i want to stay away from covid because we yes. so yeah. distinguish that drive us crazy so you have 43 registered agents now your your client acquisition model right like how like what is your primary client relationship acquisition model yeah you know, i don't like the word leads because they're not leads they're they're uh-huh. human beings they're people Right. Like we we're trying to figure out and cut through the noise of our insanity of real estate. So like, what do you do pre COVID to create, you know, enough conversations to serve 43 other agents?
2: Well, we work on that every day. I mean, you know, we had, we had many, many different magazines and newspapers that we were involved in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have, you still use that today? Uh, we'll, we'll probably cut it back for now. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll probably spruce it up a little bit later on. Yeah. You know, we're trying to do much more social. Everything's social. Much more on onto the internet and you know Zoom. So many different places. And and you know, the last week or two weeks, I've been in so much different classes, just learning. Like later on, I'll be on a, a Zoom class. You know, I'm not a master. I can use it. All my agents now, we're, we're on Zoom. So, you know, these are things that are forcing you to come out of it because they, you know, we've got to be isolated. So none of the agents are allowed to come to the office right now. So they've got to work at home.
0: So how do you, so we, when you, this, do you cultivate a database of relationships? Is there CRM systems? And yeah,
2: we have, we have, we have, you know, different CRM systems. We have, uh, you know, Lead generation companies that we have that we use, uh, you know, like I say, we have more signs out there than than 99% of the realtors in the area have. You know, we've been the number one realtor in New York region for the last 20 years. Wow. So, yeah, and 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 you know, really, what the attribute is that my belief is always, if you are my client, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I can personally do myself yeah. to meet your needs. And, you know, that's why many times, you know, lots of times, like I said, I would work at those days, 12, 18 hour days. Now today technology has made it easier because now I can go home and get onto the computer and give them information, whatever the case might be. And, you know, having staff, you know, I have a lot of administration staff that, you know, help back that up. But the key is always to make sure the client is number one. Our vocal point, always, always, always is doing whatever we can do to satisfy their needs because it has nothing to do with, you know, our skills and our everything else that we do are what gets them to where they need to be. But, you know, everybody has an individual need, you know, you have a wife and you have you, and then you have your kids. So our commitment would be to make sure that you're satisfied, your wife is satisfied and somewhere along the line, the kids are going to be happy, you know, the direction that you're going to take. Because whatever you're doing is for the whole family, most likely. So, you know, it's, it's a courtesy that we have that opportunity. We're always honored to have that opportunity to serve somebody and to look after them. But it's our 100% commitment to make sure we do whatever is necessary that we can accommodate their needs and, and, and find out. So, you know, that's something we work on every single day to improve. So, you know, they can call us, they can email, whatever way they want to be gotten a hold of, we're gonna get a hold of them that way,
0: so. And for some of our, um, some of our listeners are, you know, they are in the real estate industry, actually a lot of our listeners, and you know, they're just either starting or been in the business for the past three to five years, for example, and have never been through a challenge. Like 2017, mid 2017 was the greatest challenge they have ever had, right? Where volumes decreased because of two different reasons: stress tests, foreign buyers tax. And what advice can you give these people today to cut through the noise of everyone else to to serve their like? How do they do this? What like the process to 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 survive?
2: Well, Richard. Part part of the problem that everybody gets caught up into is the negative energy, right. right? And and the the hardest thing that I I see and I face right now, for everybody is you know they they're isolated, you know they and they they don't like you know my mother is eighty three, she's at home by herself, so you know I try and tell her mom don't watch too much news, you know it's something that Mike taught me at a very young age, you know. I, I, I Most of the time, I'll, you know, you're going to get information today. Today, information is going to come to you in many different sources. It's impossible. You need to know what what's going on and staying on top of it. But there's another thing of becoming immersed in it. You know, so if I woke up every day and I just watched 20, 24-7 the COVID-19, I would be so depressed. And I mean, you know, I'm sad for everybody. I feel bad for everybody. And I pray that every this will pass us by. As every storm comes, we have to prepare. We had a better chance to prepare. I don't think we were prepared enough. Yet, nonetheless, I think the governments right now are, are doing, a, all of them, that they're doing their best in this situation and they're doing a good job. So I say thank you for, to that. So now as individuals, we all have to do our part um to make it a better place so there's always going to be a storm you're going to have a you know we, we where we live is four seasons maybe other people don't but they may have hurricanes and whatever else so since life there's always been something of a disruption the key is not to to live in the disruption 24 7 because it's your mindset that keeps you above the water and that's one thing that mike taught me mike and I, I would have to thank him that he taught me a very, you know, I always had a strong mindset and I always, you know, everybody was going this way. I may go that way. That's just who I was. But he taught me to strengthen my mindset. And and today more than ever, we need to really strengthen our mindsets because, and that's why I feel bad for a lot of people that are in, in lockdown and stuff because they're just listening to stuff that, There's not a lot of great news. So if you watch in my social and my Facebook and stuff, I'll normally try and put a joke out there just to lighten everybody up. I I try and put some inspiring stuff every single day, and that's what I do with my team. Every single day I'm looking for something positive and sharing all the positives. So instead of focusing every minute on the negatives, because that's how the news is created, is focusing on the bad and the negative, I focus on the complete opposite. So I I've worked on that immensely for my entire life. Now, do I watch a little bit of the news? Yes. I want to know what's going on, but I limit it. You know, if I'm home alone, maybe I'm going to watch max a half an hour of this stuff all day. I don't want to watch anymore because it's, it's, it's just too heartbreaking. Now, as I always tell everybody, stay calm, stay positive, stay healthy, stay strong. Right. And you know, you know, I talked to my doctor this morning, we were, you know we were supposed to do a checkup, so we we're going to do a video, but unfortunately, I was in my car at the time, so we didn't do a video. And you know he's just making sure that you know I'm eating healthy, that I'm exercising, um, you know he said, we're well looked, you know I asked him how he is. And he said, "We all got all our protective gear and that, and we're doing a lot of this so, this, this now. He wanted to do a zoom with me, but because I'm in the car, I couldn't do it in the car. I was driving. So, you know, there's going to be challenges, Richard, every single day. And, you know, some people are just going to sit on the couch and wait for the storm to pass. And that's always been the way. And then there's others that are going to rise, you know, and they're just going to go. And when this thing breaks, they've created a whole new strategy and a whole new plan to move forward. So, you know, I, I've got a couple of different mastermind groups and, you know, we're talked last week, they talked three times, we'll be talking Wednesday, but they're on the phone. It's like nonstop, right? So what can we do to change? What can we do to make things better? And the key is, you know, always find out, can we help anybody? I was out delivering some groceries to people and some toilet paper and different things. It's harder to, to get now because I, you know, I'm not trying to go to any of the stores myself as, as much as possible. But, you know, we were trying to, to deliver. So if I go to a grocery store, I'll call up certain people. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Right? And I'll grab more of it and try yeah. and share it, whatever the case might be. So it's my belief that it's, you know,
0: this is going to sound a little more. My belief is that we're actually going to come out of this or we're not. <laughs> so, right? Like, there's, it's one or the other. When I was um, in the investment world 2008, I was in front of my screen on the first crash 800 points that day and our clients were calling and it was, listen, it's either the market's going to bounce back or it's not ever it's over. So there's two ways to operate in that environment. And I liken that today. There's two ways to operate. My belief is that we are going to get through this. And my belief is that the people that are committed to being the best version of themselves, committed to being extraordinary for their clients and their families today are going to have extraordinary results in the future. That's my belief. And the question is though for agents, and I've seen this on some of the forums, how do they operate in this environment to serve clients when they can't show them properties? What is that? Like, what do we do to show that it's not just about the money? It's about serving people. And this is where, you know, I think there's a, there's a a chasm within the industry. I see some agents, you know, shutting down. You're not allowed to talk about real estate at all. This is going to be a little bit controversial, by the way. You're not allowed to talk about real estate right now. Why not? There's still, I had a call the other day where someone was in dire need to sell. They're in trouble. Right. So why can't I talk about that? Right. So I know there's got to be a balance, but how are you going to navigate this next stage?
2: Well, I, I did a video last, last week. It was about a five minute video, a little long, but you know, and it was basically talking about the results from last March, 2019 to March 26, I think it was in most areas. We were ahead. Right. Right. Prices have gone up, more sales. So, you know, April is going to be a really telltale month because, you know, even in March, the showings were down 50%. Right now, we're not allowing showings. Right. Clients don't really want showings. So everything's going to be virtual 3Ds and many other different things. But, you know, there's always going to be someone has to sell. Listen. Some people bought new houses and and now these houses are not going to be completed maybe. So they've already sold their house. They need to find another house. Right. People are still going through divorces. People are passing away. No matter what time it is. And that's why the government made real estate an essential thing that we can still work. Now I'm not going to go around and, and go banging on doors or doing any of that stuff right now.
0: Right. because that's not cool.
2: No, that is so uncool. And I'm not going to be doing any open houses. i seen someone doing an open house. I've like seen the sign. And I right. just said, stupid, right?
0: Stupid, yeah, stop that.
2: Yes, we all need to stop that. So, you know, we need to make sure that we're going to be in a safe environment. We're going to look after our, our customers, our consumers, because they need us. Like I have one, and it's a, it's a very, very tough situation. Like it, it just... She's, she died, no, not from COVID-19, but she was away in Cuba and she died. The closing's coming up. So she's got two daughters. So we're going through this right now on on how we're gonna manage this to happen that you know the, the lawyer wants to make it a longer period of time. So because it's got to go through uh, probate. So you know the people want the house now. So we'll we'll, we'll figure that out. So there's always going to be challenges every single day. And that could have been today. That could be tomorrow, no matter what. It's learning to overcome the challenges. You know, no one builds a legacy by standing still. And people need our help more than ever right now. Like if they need your help, this is when they need it. So we have to find ways that we can help them out. You know, I'm not out there trying to, go drum up new business, someone needs us, by all means, feel free to call us anytime, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a buyer, a seller, investor, call us, we'll help you. Are we gonna be running around possibly showing you homes and stuff like that? Probably not, but we'll do whatever is necessary to get you all the information. So, you know, I'm working every day, you know, I'm not laying on my couch, and i'm here to help whoever i can help you know we're working on an offer the people are coming from hawaii they want to buy one of our properties so we're just working through the fine details now and hopefully we can make this happen so you know it's it's not going to be easy by any shape but life has never been easy there there's lots of easy routes and then there's lots of longer routes talk to your fellow realtors, talk to other people that may have better. Listen, I don't have all the answers for this right now. And I'll tell you, I don't. You know,
0: I don't think anyone does, but you know, and and this is where, when I say, what do you, what do you, what do we do um, to serve your clients? I think in any industry today, um, you know, in the service based industry, which we actually are in, what do we do? How do we serve them when our primary role is limited? You know, how do we serve them through this pain? Um, and that's where I think a lot of us have to start thinking outside the box.
2: Yes. And that's what we're, we're, every day I'm working on getting outside the box. What can I reinvent? Or what can I bring into my systems that is going to enhance what we do that we may have not have done yesterday? You know, doing this Zoom thing right now, I gonna love it. I think it's probably you know we've always had bomb bomb for a while and stuff. The Zoom is very very easy. Is this what we're on now? Zoom? We are on Zoom. It's a it's
0: a it's a very strong platform. Um, you know it's stronger than you know I FaceTime my in-laws live in Panama and so we get on Zoom and it's a and it's a stable connection. Um, you know you have you've had to have a very strong mindset, Daryl, for the course of your life what do you what have you done and what are you continuously doing today to strengthen this little thing between our two ears because that's where the real battle is the battle isn't out there it's right here yes what advice can you give to someone today that they can strengthen their mind
2: richard it's it's you know the biggest problem is everybody's an expert and everybody has an answer right like when i say i don't know everything i'm being honest i i don't have all the answers And if anyone says they have all the answers, that's the last person you want to listen to (laughs) because they're a know-it-all and we all have know-it-all friends or people that want to preach to us, whatever the case might be. You know, I've always immersed myself since I started this business at a, you know, a a young age and I've always immersed myself in learning. I uh, continue education is, is constant. So I've never stopped, you know, I've read lots of books. I've watched, now I, you know, watch lots of videos. I read, every day I'm on the computer reading information, every single day. There isn't a day that doesn't go by that I'm not reading on my phone or reading on the computer something about some information. You know, and I've, I've listened. you know, I, I spoke with Tony, you know, Tony Robbins I got to speak with three times. You know, that was a 10-year dream, right? So we, we used to have a mastermind group, uh, in the Mike Ferry group. I mean, some of the best friends I've had in the world are in that group. And, you know, someone wants to be on Oprah, I want to be with Tony. It took me 10 years to get there. So everything doesn't take one day. It took, you know, me 10 years to get on stage and speak. So that was amazing. You know, we got, we, You know, we did the TV show a million dollar agent, you know, but that's not the only one I've did. Your house, my money, realtor versus realtor, many different TV shows, you know, who would have ever thought that was possible? So again, it's your limiting belief and what, what you learn. So if I'm going to ask a question, make sure I'm asking the question to people that maybe have the real answer for me. And if they don't have the answer, maybe they'll go find someone that can give me the real answer. So be careful on who you're listening to because, you know, I, I get people just brand new in the business and they're trying to say this and this and this. Stop. I'm not here to debate this, this, and this. We're here to help the consumer do this. It's not about your ego because obviously you don't even know who you're dealing with. I've sold a lot of properties. and I don't want to get into that. It's not about me. It's about your guys want to buy my client's house. Let's let's work this out. So, you know, it's not to be in confrontation, not to be judgmental. You know, everybody is going through their own struggles every single day. And we don't know what struggles they're going through. Mm-hmm. So just always respect people. Um, like I said, I've gone and seen all this. Not have gone and seen all the speakers because there's other speakers, but I've gone and spent a lot of money traveling, going to seminars, mastermind groups. Always, 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 every day, learning, 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 learning. And learning off people that know a lot more than I do. So that's the key. That, you know, by you doing this to all these people, hopefully we'll bring something out in somebody. The video I did last week, um, it was a, a more of a personal and just. Thank you, people. I no f- sooner finished doing the, the video and someone called me up. And I've, I've been trying to reach out to them because I know that person had some struggles and stuff. And they said, unbelievable. You just, you know, I read your post on that, but I just wanted to thank you personally. So always, listen, my father always taught me, you know, you know we have the, the real treatment. And that's always being able to treat people like family. You know, so learn, treat people with respect, be loyal, be honest, try, try and help them out. Try and make a difference. You know, what's the difference that I can leave, right? So I always believe if I walked in sand, I'm gonna leave a footprint and it's gonna be there, right? Not the water's just gonna come washed away. So.
0: Is there a yeah. book that you would recommend someone can uh, read to help them with, you know, that journey in their
2: mind to keep them strong? There are so many books. I I think one of my, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill to me is still one of my all time favorite books, but there is so many great books. It's, it's endless, you know, today, you know, when I, when I started in, in training, there was, you know, Mike Ferry, Floyd Whitman. uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy. He's not, and it was limited. Today, there's so many different speakers and trainers. Yeah. So there, pick pick something that is going to maybe be you, and then make it you. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm trying to be me, right? So, can they teach me something? Two hundred percent. You know, I'm going to learn what they can teach me, and then I'm going to make it me that I can help share it with others. So, is there a?
0: Go ahead. When you look at Someone starting today,
2: should they join a team? Like should- I would say truthfully, yes. Yeah. Because today it's changed. The, the real estate industry has changed dramatically. Myself and, and Greg Proctor, I think, were two of the top people at the time to ever start a team. And that's going back, you know, 20-some years ago. So, you know, there's lots of teams that will come and go, whatever. But I, I, I think they've got an opportunity to learn, to mentor, to be coached to do things correctly and, and, you know, search out a good team that's going to help them out. Right. Because everybody wants to be a team leader. They've been in the business two years and they just want to be a team. Guys. It
0: is hard to be a team leader because what I have seen is that everyone wants to be a team leader, to run a team, but they don't want to give anything up. Yes. They don't like, you better be a rainmaker you better be able to create a lot of relationships which are business a lot to be able to help your team eat right it's it's not for everyone
2: and 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 the problem is you know everybody just thinks hey i've been in real estate two years or whatever it is and they're gonna be the team again Watch who you're following. What are they, you know, what skills, what, what things have they gone through? And it's same as like an office manager, right? You've you've got to make sure that you've got someone with experience. So
0: it seems to me that your success is kind of boiled down to a few different key things. Um, One is that you had, you have a relentless work ethic. Yes. Okay. that's, that's coming through this conversation to me. And if I'm incorrect in any way, please correct me. Yeah, I will. You have a relentless commitment to making things happen. Yes. Secondly, you're coachable. Meaning that you have had, you've reached out to other people to ask advice, but then you actually followed their advice. Fair?
2: 200%. Listen, if you go to a doctor and he tells you certain things, and if you don't listen, it's not the doctor's fault. It's your fault because you wouldn't listen. So I spend an awful lot of money. You know, I just spent $10,000 US just in October, whatever, to go listen to, to gentlemen in San Diego. Everybody says, oh, you're going to San Diego for a party, whatever. But it, it was an expensive party if that's what you want to call it, right? I could have taken a beautiful holiday. Um, you know, just to have better systems and a better mindset. Right. And it wasn't in real estate. It was outside of real estate. Right. So a lot of times you've got to search outside of your industry to get other answers because if you always did what you always did, you're only going to get what you always got. And as time changes, then you're going to get less of that. So if you're not continually learning, you're dying. I mean, it's just and right now, obviously as we know that a lot of things are going to change. So if I'm not changing with the times, then we're we're going to move backwards. And so you got to be willing to pay the price, and you got to be willing to make that commitment, and you got to be willing to be coachable. And, and the biggest problem with most people, Richard, is our egos get in our way. Our egos, and especially men, women are, are much better at this than men because women don't so much get their egos in the way. They've always been more caring and more better listeners than men yep. for the most part. I agree with that. So the other thing is we have two ears and one mouth. So we need to listen more and to talk less, maybe ask more questions. What's important to you, right? So, you know, cause it's not about me. It's not about my team. It's about how we can help you and your family to do whatever. And, and, and even just not in just in real estate, I'm always trying to help people in all wakes of life and all nationalities that if I can just inspire, or help one of them out, I've done a good deed for that day. And karmas will always be like that. Always look for to be able to care and help people. Like I have a heart, if anyone that really knows me, they know I have the biggest heart. You know, they might think, yeah, big business guy, just No, I have a big heart. And, you know, sometimes you might not take it, but sometimes you can't take it personal. Yeah, does it hurt you sometimes? Yes but you have to lift yourself up from that and and that's their ignorance or their, whatever it may be. That's their judgment. As I said, do not come from judgment. Mm -hmm. Just come from, because we don't know where people are coming from. So we're all going to be in different levels of that curve, right? Beginner, mid, you know, people that have been in the business 10 years, they're going to have to make some changes and it'll be hard for them. Right. For newcomers, listen, When I started in business, I was a newcomer, 21% interest rates. I didn't have bad habits. I didn't get caught up to all the other people with their bad habits. I just did what I thought was best for me and to to make business happen. So now today, other things that will happen, look for the best ways that you can grow from that.
0: When you look at growing a business today, you know, in real estate, if someone wanted to be an individual agent and didn't want to go on a team, what's the best way for them to get started, Daryl?
2: If I was an individual co- agent today, how I would get started is basically, one, I, was, I, I would look, number one, at my database. Right. Who do I know?
0: So you mean, just for some people who don't understand what database is, um, you mean your circle of influence? People my circle not- of
2: influence, Yes. yes. You know, because... When I was 21, my friends weren't buying houses. Right. Oh, so that wasn't where I was searching, but you know, most people are not going to be, well, I guess they're, they're, still, a lot of them are 21, but a lot of them are older and stuff like that coming into the business. So one is I would, I would look and see everybody that I know and I, and I would get it in a, onto a CRM um, that, you know, I could be in touch with those people. Right. I would want to get all their telephone numbers or emails. Uh, you know, today you may be able to reach out and, and this system, what we're doing right now, just say hello, how are you doing? You know, I've just got into real estate and I'm working for this company, and you know, if I can be of any help to you, that I can be of help to you, right? Um, so that that would be probably be the first thing. And then obviously I need training. And and so, you know, there's a lot of great trainers out there today, and I'm not gonna name any names because I, I know each and every one of them personally and I think they're all doing the best they can do. Right. right. So, you know, you may ask someone, you know, who are they following or listening to and maybe go listen to that. people. Because you need, when you get out of school, you know, nothing, right. You know, just the basics and the, the laws and stuff that you got to follow. But then there's reality of going out and, and having a business. So, yeah, I would probably if I'm gonna be an individual person, I'm gonna go get tied up and you know, you may not be able to afford that coaching, but you know, you can get some of their products or or listening to them as much as possible that you can get that information. So yeah, I would I would definitely be going to look for somebody that can teach me the path. Like if you know, we're driving to Florida, we're driving to California, we're driving anywhere. We're gonna we're gonna use a GPS most likely now. In the old days, we would get an a map, right? Right. right.
0: Or a Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. You know, it's yeah. funny. Like, there's so much training out there today, and so I'm gonna boil that down. You know, look at your database. Create a database. This business is about communicating and touching our circle of influence continuously and providing as much value as we possibly can to help people cut through the noise, right? And that's what you do. Um, You help people cut through the noise of what's real and what's not real. And I don't think that really changes that much from an individual side. I guess the challenge is can they afford to eat through this process? Yes. It's tough.
2: That will be challenging.
0: Right. You know, we, um, there's one thing that is, that I've seen across all top producers and it boils down to mindset. Mindset is everything. You know, speaking with you today, you care, you're committed. But my one of my coaches, I have two. I I work with the Tony Robbins organization as a client, and I work with Bob Proctor. Both great guys. Right, right. And different philosophies, right? Six basic human needs, spirit on the other side, right? But mindset is the most important. I can buy leads, I can buy systems, I can buy processes, but I'm hearing you. And what I hear from you is that you've spent a lot of time how you work, right? You you do you, Daryl does Daryl, right? You take from other people, but you put in the work to callous your mind as Goggins would say, to be strong enough to do the thing consistently that no one else wants to do. But people don't hear this. They don't believe it. They don't believe that it's, it's here. It's the mind. And that what I do every day is expressed because of what's in my mind. What you do every day, the expression of your thoughts is because what you have created in your mind. You have created a vision of something, right? Your vision was to speak with Tony Robbins. You created that. From thin air but it's the mind that created that your heart not the systems
2: tools and processes right if you can dream it you can do it you know one of my mentors used to be Michael Vance who was Walt Disney's right-hand person okay Michael Vance probably he was uh, Mike Ferry Mike Ferry introduced me to him but that that was one of his mentors also and he was such a brilliant mind. he he, he did uh, kitchens of the mind, which is like a vision board, whatever. So you know, my seminars
0: talks about the workshop. You ever done any of their work? It's the workshop in the mind. It's where it's created. Yeah, I get you know, all my agents. They try to glean all the information from me: tips, tricks, tools, website lead generation, capture pages, CRM systems, processes, onboarding, all this stuff. But that's not what it comes down to.
2: Am I wrong? No. It's all here. Right? That you have to have that belief. The belief and the compassion that, you know, that you can instill on on yourself and upon others. And I have that unlimiting belief that anything is possible. And, you know, that... One thing that I, I, I can't say I like anything about COVID-19, but what I do like is how everybody is coming together. It's, it's becoming almost a love because we're not fighting a war against a country or whatever. We're all in this together. And the better that people understand that, that we're all in this together, the quicker we'll get out of it. And I know the doctors and the scientific researchers are working frantically to try and come up with a cure.
1: Right.
2: But the cure is within us. That we have to do our part to make a better place. So, you know, I was going by the skateboard parks the last few weeks, and there'd be a hundred kids out there playing at skateboard parks. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, the, the the towns have closed them all down. Well, all you know, for that matter. Can we talk about the economy for a sec?
0: Sure a little bit more into where is this going to go so i've had conversations with people saying we're going to have a v-shaped recovery i've had conversations with people who have a u-shaped recovery and i've had the doom and gloom conversations and um what do you see for residential real estate over the? let's say let's go to december i'm not going to hold you to it because no one knows last year december coming up December coming up. What do you think? Like, no one could hold you to this, Daryl. Like
2: no, no, of course. It's just but a... My, my belief is probably for the next two months, you know, we're going to be riding pretty much... Nothing happening. If, you know, people are still buying and selling, but it's not going to be like this, like our spring market. No. Um, so we can have a recovery out of this same two months. Things are going to take off very quickly. So people are going to be... Days-
0: so 60 days, we get through this, we stop social. You can put 90 days out.
2: Even ninety days. Out. Right? right? Yeah. You know, between 60 and 90 days is 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 what I figure that. Again, I'm not the expert at this, but this is my my thought process. You know, I look at China, Wuhan, and I talk to many people in China, have a, you know, I deal with a lot of the Chinese, and they're all out, in all the other cities, they're all out. They're all out going in, everywhere. Yeah. They they they're not allowed to be in groups of more than five. And they're supposed to go through like a heat thing of to make sure they don't have the virus or whatever. Um, you know that's
0: happening think. between Ontario and Quebec now, as of I think yesterday.
2: Well, you know what? The the, the like I say, ninety-five percent of what we have is the travel things, and so we had a million people come back because they they didn't stay home, they didn't listen. So that's why they say that two-week period. So the more we can stay closer, tied down for the next. I guess another few till the end of this week, the better it is that they'll get a hold of the perp. Um, but again, I'm not the expert on that. There's enough doctors and people talking about that, so I'm not going to hold you to that. No, no, no I don't. No. I don't even want to get into that. So ninety well, days. But what I say is, that real estate. Listen, the stocks have, have have come down dramatically. I've always believed myself personally. You know, stocks. I've never been the best stock person. To the go by it, just you know, whatever reasons. But I believe in real estate, no matter what. You bought in 1981 when interest rates were 21. You know, to not 2017. The first five months were like out of this world, 216, 217, and then it went down, and now it's it started to rebound back. It's still going to be always a solid investment, no matter what. Time will never change that, because You need a home, whether it be a 500 square foot condo or your big mansion, whatever that is to whatever your needs are, people still believe in in homes. And I believe that no matter what, in every storm that we're going to fall back, I would sooner have property than say oil, myself personally, right? You know, the oil stocks are down. Real estate hasn't fell down yet you know, it may a little bit dip a bit or it may spike because, you know, it's harder to get houses onto the market. So it's supply and demand. Um, you know, some people are laid off right now, so they'll have to go, you know, I've talked to many people in the last couple of weeks that are laid off. They want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So we'll start sending them information and getting them qualified for when they go back to work that we can help them with their dream. So yeah, I, I always believe no matter what, that real estate is always going to be a great investment. Um, you know, look at that, we were going too fast, too hard in 1617, and then it came down. And it, it and you know, right now for the next 69 days, it's probably going to be more flat line. There's still multiple offers out there because again, it's supply and demand. People still want to buy. You know, the investors are starting to come out again that, you know, interest rates are low, they've eased off on the stress rules. So they figure it's a good opportunity to buy some properties. So, you know, our job is to accommodate whether you're buying or selling or investing or you have to lease. And, you know, we're not going to go out and try and, you know, banging on the doors, but we're there if they need our help. So, you know, I, I think we'll be okay. First I'm gonna worry about everybody's health and their mindsets yep. and financially to get through the 60-90 days that everybody gotta get through. But after that, I think we're gonna be a better place. Hopefully we're gonna have more kindness out there. More people are gonna to work together, they're gonna to be more considerate. You know it, it could be a good change for everybody. I think I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping Sundays are are back
0: to a day of rest. No business Sundays. That's, that's my objective after this. Um, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, the messaging that you're bringing to the table today. Um, if one of the things I love to always leave our listeners with, um, is a takeaway actionable strategy for those people in the real estate industry today. What can they do today to further their business in the future?
2: What I would be doing is seeing how you could help somebody. There, there's people out there that need your help today. Call them up. Guys, call, email, text, whatever it is. Just reach out to somebody today and see who could you possibly need your help. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, they're older or stuck inside, whatever. They can't get out at all. So they may need a case of water they may need some toilet paper whatever it is see whatever that you could do to help them because there's like i said don't go trying hey you want to sell your house i hope nobody on my team is doing that and i've been stressing that right if you need us we're there to help you but you know the time is to be of service to see if be of kindness. Um, that would go a lot further than anything else, in my belief, right? Now. I think it's
0: great advice, right? Still reach out to people.
2: Yes. Yeah, definitely reach out to people. Reach out people to people. I want to hear you. Don't hide. People want to talk to you, they want to know they, what's going on. They they want to listen, they're stuck at home. They want to know, if, just hey, have a conversation. It doesn't have to be about real estate. Just right. have a conversation, five yeah. minutes, whatever it is. They'd be happy to hear from you. I want to talk.
0: I think it's super important for anyone today to connect with their circle of influence to find find out if they need help. And that's the best advice that you could have given today. So I appreciate you.
2: And and be thankful, right? You know, I think of all those frontliners. I did a video thanking all the frontliners. I'm going to probably rerun it today because you know, they're out there every single day. And, you know, I said to my doctor, when I talked to him on the phone today, I said, how are you doing? I said, not more importantly, let's not talk about me. I'm good. I feel good. And I said, more importantly, how are you in your office doing? Right. You know, so, you know, my personal assistant, her, her, her guy's a, a doctor. You know, I have a lot of, you know, one of my clients, their, their husband's a doctor. I mean, nurses, the people that have to work at the hospital, not just the doctors and nurses, the police, the firemen, you know, everybody, the guys that are out delivering, the people at the grocery stores, say thank you to them. You know, see how you can make their life easier. They're trying to, they want you to stay home. They have to go to work. See what you can do to make their life better, right? we will be a lot better off, right? It's a
0: great message, and I, and I hope people take that to heart. I really do. So, Remember, thank you.
2: We're, all, we're all in this together. Everybody,
0: we really are. You know, I think that what it's done is bring back a little humanity back into our business, um, business, um, and um, bring a little bit of humanity back into humanity. So, yes, thank you, Daryl. Thank Thank you for taking time. Time is very valuable, once you give it, you can't get it back, and I and I acknowledge that completely. So, thank you so much. Um, in the future, love to have you back when things are back to normal. Um would love to
2: be back when things are normal. When your
0: strategies are a little bit different and yes. what you're doing. Um, thank you kindly. Uh, now, if anyone wanted to work with you or have questions for you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
2: Well, I'll, I'll give you my office number. I'm not going to give you myself because I'll get bombarded. Uh, <laughs> but my office number is 905-907-5464. Or you can reach us at on our email at homes, H-O-M-E-S, at Daryl, D A R Y L, king.com. Got any questions, any concerns? By all means, anytime, we'll be happy to answer your questions. If I don't have the answers, we'll go find them. I have a great network of people that can help us out right now. And that's what we're all need right now help.
0: 100%. Thank you very much, Daryl. I really appreciate you. Stay healthy and uh, stay inside. All right, Richard. All the best. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. That's peakresultsacademy.com call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. We'll chat soon.